When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. For the last uh, time that we've been on, about 13 weeks in the show, every Monday we've talked to uh, Andrew Voss in the slot about uh, rugby league, current rugby league over the weekend and what's coming up. Of course, uh, we haven't got that opportunity because of the fact that uh, we're post-season now, but there are issues to talk about, Vossi. Good morning to you. Uh, and there's been a lot of talk too on this side of the Tasman about how we or league should recognise Benji Marshall now that it's uh, it's all over for him uh, people are saying uh, Sir Benji over here people over there some are suggesting immortal where does that sit for you uh, good morning Susie good morning listeners well I, I I lay my cards on the table straight away um, and commentators are allowed to have their favourite players one of my favourite all time Benji Marshall uh, and I actually called his very first TV game and that was as a schoolboy, so before he played first grade. And I still remember like it was yesterday and being blown away by this amazing, precocious talent who'd leap in the air, and when he leapt in the air, he didn't know whether he was going to land on his left or his right and step um, the, the, the cutout balls. And I can remember working with Phil Gould in co-commentary on this schoolboy game, and Phil made this amazing comment, he will find first grade football easier than schoolboy football which was amazing. The first time he'd seen him was his assessment because he said he just throws such a good pass that in first grade he'll have blokes who know how to run holes and lines, but he was just way too good for the schoolboy players around him. You know, he was throwing these absolute peaches and it, it, you know, wasn't perhaps they weren't capitalising on all of that. Um, best, now, now, first of all, let's go through. As far as players are concerned, he's one of the best players I've ever seen at his best, um, and, and that includes Australian Kiwi players, English players, whatever you want to say. Where the immortal argument, and I'm prepared to put him in the conversation, certainly, because an immortal, you know, the way I see it, and it only started as a competition, by the way, there's no hard and fast rules, but I think if you've got a barometer, it's the sum of all parts. But one of the key things, I think, is influence. And Benji's influence has been incredible. When you speak to players about their, their favourite childhood memory of seeing rugby league, they, they talk about the flip pass and the grand final and the step of Marshall, you know, Enormous influence on so many players. So certainly in the conversation, have I got him as the best Kiwi player of all time that I have seen? I probably do. I, I, at his best. I'm saying Marshall at his best, better than Stacey Jones. We're talking all great players here. We're talking mm-hmm. great players. Um, Ruben Wickie's record's outstanding. Um, but no, I would probably have Benji as the best Kiwi of my time watching rugby league. So that puts him in the conversation you know, the number of games, um, two grand finals, one a premiership win, the test success to New Zealand. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's got a lot to offer, Benji Marshall. 
Okay, um, let's uh, see how that unfolds. Um, we're just about done, almost about the nervous part of Mad Mondays and things. Are we? What, what's your what's your verdict <laughs> on Mad Monday this season? Has has it been a success uh, no, no, or a failure? Well, no, it's, been, it's been a failure. Um, you know, the, the fact that we've had some of the biggest superstars in the game brought down the white powder scandal, um, and and now we're we're dealing with a broken trophy. Uh, I, I tell you that, look, it's not the biggest story in the world, but for the next uh, few days, you get, you get any more about this story around Penrith. Nathan Cleary will front the NRL Integrity Unit, and it is around um, three, as I understand it, three people who acquired tickets to the grand final, and, and I assume they breached border controls or whatever. Anyway, they were sitting next to the Panthers area. Now, the only way they could have got the tickets was from the Panthers, and it's alleged, I assume... You know, he doesn't, you don't front the integrity unit for something like this unless Nathan arranged the tickets. So, so that's going to be a little story, a little fire to put out for Penrith. Um, uh, they, they've whooped it up on the Gold Coast. Look, there's not too many players that have come home, actually. I think they're all in Queensland. I think they are all there. We had a story here on the weekend that covered um, how many players are now fully vaccinated. There's a lot that have had the first dose. Like, some clubs are up over 90% on first dose, but not too many fully vaccinated. So to come back to Sydney and New South Wales, um, today is our Freedom Day, um, but you only get those freedoms if you're fully vaccinated. So until you're fully vaccinated, would you want to come back? Probably not. But for some mm. clubs, you know, off-season training starts in a few weeks' time, first week in November, and there's an expectation to be fully vaccinated. So that's where we are on that one. I would like to think that there won't be any more dramas, but the sun does come up tomorrow, and and as sure as the sun comes up, there will be drama, Smithy. So lock it in, lock it in. Well, the sun's not coming up. Uh, the Warriors' sun's not coming up for Kane Evans, and I don't think there was too many surprises in that, Bossy. Uh, none at all, none at all. Uh, you, you know, you reap what you sow. Um, Kane Evans' ridiculous behaviour on field um, in a couple of matches towards the end of the season. Um, and, and that, you know, for mine, he, he, hand, he had the hand in his keys after the second one. I mean, Kane is a is a aggressive player, but the style of play, he needs to really sit down and realise that he is not playing in the 80s. <laughs> that's, that's probably the conversation I'm having with Kane. Mate, the game has moved on. It is not in the style of play. You are doing your side, whoever you play for any time in the future, any favours with the style you have. You've got to channel your aggression. That's my advice to Kane on leaving. Right. Okay. Brad Arthur resigns uh, from the Eels. Is that the only coach? You got resigns. I'm sorry. Resigns with the Eels. So are you surprised, <laughs> surprised at that? Hang on. I thought there's the drama. <laughs> I thought you just resigned. Yeah. Uh, yes. No. He has. Look. I look. I like the idea of certainty. I, I really do. And Parramatta are in a situation next year. Well, actually, it's game on from November 1. So Parramatta have got a whole bunch of players who are coming off contract at the end of next year. And you say, well, why is that a problem? Well, because if you're coming off contract at the end of next year, all rival clubs can speak to you from November 1 this year. We're about to have a, a new club, a new franchise um, in Queensland. So they are going to be looking for player talent. So people like Clint Gutherson, Reid Marnie, who's a Queenslander, can be spoken to from November 1. Well, of course, they're going to sit back and wait for the offer. So there's, there's, there's a fair bit of potential instability at Parramatta. So they've tried, they've tried to sort of ward that off by at least putting certainty in the coaching ranks um, and extended Brett Arthur until the end of 2024. But as we all know, that's a contract and it's in place and he's got a job. Mm. 
But if they go, if they suddenly go zero and six to start next year, of course the drums start beating and coaches can get paid out and all the rest. I hope that doesn't happen to Brad. I like the way Parramatta have gone about it. They've got to start somewhere. Mm. But, um, you know, they, they've got to get moving. They've got to get on their bikes and work out now what players they want to re-sign long-term because I'm hearing players like Murata Niyakore, and he's more likely to be a warrior than an eel somewhere down the track. Mm. Okay, so the game never really does go to sleep, even though it's a, a bit of a downtime now. What kind of traffic, personnel-wise, uh, coach-wise, are you looking out for that you've, you may have uh, heard a whisper or two? I mean, we're still not sure about uh, Wayne Bennett, are we? I mean, are we hearing any other movements around? Yeah, the extraordinary, the extraordinary situation with Wayne Bennett is, you know, we got, you, you, you have actually three bidders here for um, a new uh, South East Queensland franchise or yeah, a, a new club, but it's almost a given that Wayne Bennett, whoever gets up, Wayne Bennett's their coach. Um, the the favourite is Redcliffe and Wayne Bennett, they, they're thinking, will be a afforded coach. That that's gonna become the big story because that will fall that that will mean a lot of dominoes fall. Because I think they will get on the front foot and so on. Like people are saying even someone like Caelan Ponger should be the primary target of the new Queensland club. And he apparently has some clauses in his contracts that are all in his favour to get out. And then of course the situation is what is a contract? Because you can talk to players from November one to sign them for twenty twenty three you know how it works, Smithy and our listeners. No, they come back to the club and say, well, I can, can I actually leave a year early because they're offering me three and can become four years? And clubs then say, well, because salary cap constraints and that, that, you know, that player leaving somewhere else forces another player to come in. So that I, I don't think they're going to have a quiet week in the off-season. I, I think there'll be rugby league news each and every week and, and, and possibly even more so ramped up because of the new club. I think they're going to be very active, every player is going to be linked to the new Queensland club, who, you've got to remember, need to sign in excess of 30 players. So, you know, mm. th- th- that's, going to, that's going to keep burning all the way along, going to keep chugging along all the way through the off-season. Maybe by round one next year, they will have already signed a good portion of that, of that squad. So, Vossi, do you, do you actually run uh, a finger over, or a thumb for that matter, over the Super League uh, in the UK? Do you, do you keep an eye on that? I did. I got up early to watch and loved it. I mean, Old Trafford Grand Final had extra sort of NRL interest. I mean, I'd watch it anyway, but, um, you know, to see James Maloney play uh, his final game in the elite competition, I, I spoke to Lachlan Coote in my own program here in Sydney uh, last week. Incredible, Lachlan Coote. You know, he, he was a winner with the Cowboys in 2015. He's since won another three premierships now at St Helens and Challenge Cup. No, I thought it was a it was an edge-of-the-seat grand final. Not... Not greatly unlike our own NRL grand final, to be honest. I, I loved it. Um, disappointed for Catalans, they couldn't create history. But overnight, Toulouse have now won promotion to the Super League. So next year, we've got two clubs from France competing in the Super League. Bring it on. I want a spot. Can I, can I go over and call games in the south of France? Of course you can. Of course you can. You might not be able to get home in a hurry. That would be terrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> Oh, look, I've got to tell you, back at the 2013 World Cup, and actually I saw New Zealand play um, in Avignon, um, which is just fantastic. You know, <laughs> history seeping out of every, you know, stone that you, you walk on. Um, yeah. Amazing. And, and going down to Perpignan, it's uh, it's great news for French Rugby League. Toulouse Olympic are now a player in the Super League, the, the million-pound game, and the Catalan Dragons, let's hope they can build on what they've done this year and and, and have sustained success for a while. Disappointed. I'm always disappointed when the minor premier 
in some ways, doesn't win the competition, um, you know, and, mm. and, and they've come so close and yet so far for their first title. They were the minor premiers, but couldn't get the job done. Okay, and other sports news. Uh, it, all of the debating and negotiating and uh, the pampering is over and done with, and it, the Ashes will proceed. England named uh, as strong a side as they probably can, but for me, Australia are very, very warm favourites at home. Uh, yeah, the, the first test will be played uh, December 8 in Brisbane, all things being well. Um, but, uh, yes, they already, if you're looking with a sports betting agency, they're a, they're a firm favourite. Um, uh, look, I'm just happy it's all... Look, I'm, I'm glad that we got a quick resolution, because this time last week, you know, we're speculating on, no, you know, it still mightn't go ahead. There, there's still a bit of territory to cover around the different states here. Um, it, is, it is a bit of a mess, I've got to be honest, here in Australia. Like, it's... It's uh, it's all over the place as to what rules you have to follow. But it's onward. Today's a significant day because New South Wales become the litmus test for the other states have been badly affected by COVID. Um, and we're coming out at 70% vaccinated rate or just over 70%. Uh, further restrictions ease come 80%, which will be next Monday. That's, that's fully vaccinated of the eligible population. And they're working towards December 1 when 90% will be fully vaccinated of those over the age of 16, and, and then it'll just be game on. So we're sort of getting back to normal, and part of normal over summer is cricket, and and, and this time it's Australia versus England. I'm, I want as good a show as we can put on, and um, hopefully we get it. So life in Sydney, just for, uh, to get away from the sporting side of things, uh, I read an article this morning where it's going to be uh, pretty tough uh, if you're uh, like a, you run a bar or you work in a shop or whatever. People are going to have to identify as vac as fully vaccinated, and if not, you have the right of refusal. So that's going to produce some interesting scenarios, isn't it? Surely. Yeah, I I'll tell you what, Helen, and, and our listeners, that, well, our rugby fans would know. I had um, Bill Young on this morning, former Wallaby prop, uh, on the program. He's been very successful. He now owns seven pubs across Sydney, Bill. And he basically, I had him on the program today, the reopening, you know, been in lockdown for over 100 days. He had a very good line at the end of the interview. He said, if you're unvaccinated, you've made a decision not to visit our premises. And in the short term, that is the case. Not until December 1 will an unvaccinated person come. But he did ask, and it's really an impassioned plea on behalf of all businesses that are reopening today. You know, you've got to be, you've got to be sensible about this and behave. It is not the retailers or the pubs writing the rules. But things are the rules. You've got to be vaccinated. There will be a process, like to a pub, there will only be one entrance. You've got to come in and prove you're vaccinated, and it should be on your phone now. Um, and they're the rules. And if, if you're caught out, if a business was to let someone in who is not fully vaccinated and they are caught on an on-the-spot check, the business will be fined $5,000 and the customer fined $1,000. So who wants that? No one wants that, Bossy. Absolutely nobody wants that, mate. Uh, look, thanks very much uh, for keeping updated on uh, life in Sydney and uh, uh, around the sporting side of things over there, mate. Always great to catch up on a Monday. Thank you. Good on you, Smithy. Never, never, uh, never a dull moment in, in rugby league in particular. Yes, folks, there will be plenty more news to come, I promise you. <laughs> there will be indeed. Thank you. Andrew Voss there, who has his finger fairly and squarely on the pulse of the game. There's no doubt about that.